<laughs> yeah, if you could uh, let me know what that means. Um, no, the the <laughs> the guy from my high school. Yeah, he won. Oh. He was in the right, actually. It was yeah. The other guy was right. uh, come on, John. Yeah. So, uh, that's all I have. Uh, go, no, just go. That's all I have. Is this a good place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, um, I want to start. Um, we do this thing in surgery where we talk about um, managing your expectations. So, um, like if you're going to go into a surgery, like if you're thinking it's going to be super smooth and there's no blood and everything's going to be easy and it turns out it's not that way, you kind of get thrown off. So I want to manage you guys' expectations of what you're about to hear. Um, <laughs> it's going to be completely terrible, and oh, you're not going to no. get anything from it. And um, so uh, just set the bar in your mind really low. Um, Come on, Jake. No, in, in reality, um, when I was asked to do this, I really thought I was going to give like a two to five minute, like super short communion lesson um, on kind of what's been on my heart, and that's it. Um, then I found out it's... Uh, the hope was a little bit more than that. So um, yesterday in kind of a flurry, I wrote down like a ton of stuff and tried to expand that two to five minutes into something a little bit longer and a little bit more meaningful. So I have like a lot of notes here and I'm usually like, I like to be a lot more prepared than I am. So if you find me like constantly looking at this or losing my way, um, please forgive me. We're with you. Um, the other thing is the thing that was on my heart doesn't exactly go like completely in sync with the vision or the theme. But I'm trying to kind of pull it in, so uh, again, um, please uh, give me some grace. Um, I, I do want to start by just saying, like, this has been uh, a really great weekend, and uh, I'm really grateful to be here. And I don't think I'm alone when I say I look around and I'm really inspired by each of you. Um, and just super grateful to God that He's allowed me to be with all of you guys, because um, you guys are really um, an inspiration to me. I really look up to you and respect all of you, and I'm just really grateful to be walking with you um, in this. Um, so this weekend we did we did talk about uh, this vision and this theme, um, and they're both I think they're both really great. I think they're both both going to be perfect both for setting our minds onto what we're doing as a ministry, and then also giving us sort of a platform for the first couple of months to really um, jump off and, and do great things. I mean I think these these ideas are they're big, um, they're bold, they're exciting. Um, but I do think there's something that we really need to consider before we jump into something huge, and um, this is kind of what um, has been on my heart. Um, I'm going to keep drinking your wine. <laughs> um, so um, this is where it's coming from. A few weeks ago, um, Cameron and I actually had a quiet time together, um, and it was one of those quiet times that really hits you. Um, at least it, it was for me. It really something that kind of sticks and um, it's a moment of refining and maturing and where God kind of reminds you of something or changes your perspective and it's uh, something I decided after that that was I'm really going to change the way that I live at least um, for the first half of this year um, I'm really going to try and focus on it um, and there's two things um, uh, we read through Philippians um, so you can kind of sort of be turning there because that's where we're going to be um, and there's two things that really stuck out to me as we read through Philippians, and one of them um, was digging deeper in relationships, and the second was digging deeper into relationship with God. Um, and so I've really been thinking about this for myself, and this is really a lesson that I'm preaching to myself. Um, and so if I use the words you or we, um, I'm really talking about me, um, but hopefully uh, it infects you as well. Um, 
so for me, when it comes to relationships, I've always had um, close relationships in the church. Like a few really close friends that I'm, I'm open with, um, I get with regularly. Um, I can challenge, they can challenge me. I'm receptive to the challenge. Um, and, and that's not the types of relationships I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the people that we know, the people that we see at church and we smile and we give a side hug to and we say, how you doing? But we really don't have that really deep, D-time type discipling relationship, okay? Um, so I want to start in Philippians uh, 1.1, and it says, uh, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. Uh, I, I'm not talking about relationships like Paul and Timothy, okay? Timothy was Paul's boy, okay? Um, they knew each other on a super deep level, um, and they had a different type of, of relationship. So I'm not talking about relationships like that. I'm not talking about relationships like Paul and Silas or at one time Paul and Barnabas, um, I'm talking about the people to whom Paul is writing this letter, um, which is to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. So Paul is writing to this larger group of people. Um, they're people that he knows. I mean, he planted the church in Philippi. He, he knows them by name. As you can see, he'll, he'll call out several by name. Um, but they're not the few, you know, one to five people that I think Paul would say that he's super close with. Okay. Um, but... That being said, how does Paul feel about these people? Um, can I get a volunteer to read verses 3 through 12? Sure. I thank my God every time I remember you. And all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus. To the glory and praise of God. You can stop. You can stop there. Thank you. Um, so wow, um, how does Paul Paul feel about these people? Does he care about them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. just a little bit. I mean, these phrases. I thank my God every time I remember you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Mm -hmm. I have you in my heart. I long for mm -hmm. all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Um, this is something really special. Mm -hmm. um, and he's not just talking to, to his boy. He's mm -hmm. talking to a church. Um, someone read chapter 2, verse 25 to 28. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I be, may, be, may have less anxiety. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. 
So when I read this, it really struck me. I mean, it's clear that Paul loves Epaphroditus. I mean, Epaphroditus stood by his side. He was there with him through a, a thick time. But Paul knows that Epaphroditus like, wants to be with the Philippians, and he knows the Philippians really want to have Epaphroditus back. And because he knows this, like, it's giving him anxiety. Like, it, it, it's, it's almost like he's, like, in pain because he knows, like, Epaphroditus wants to be there, and they want him, and he knows the longing they have for each other. Mm-hmm. And even though Paul, I'm sure, would love to keep Epaphroditus, he wants, he's eager to send him because he knows the joy it will bring both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and will someone read Philippians 4, 2, 3, 3? <clears throat> I plead with Iodia, and I plead with Sipic. Good job, dude. Yeah. Yep. To be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, mm-hmm. along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the Book of Life. Yeah, so I just read this to say, like, he's calling people out by name. Like, he knows them. He's not just writing to a church. Um, he knows what's going on in their lives. Um, he knows the, the disagreements they've had, um, and he lifts up people for, for what they've done. And he goes on in, in this letter um, to talk about the church's concern for him and his gratitude for them. I mean, it's really a beautiful picture of his relationship um, with this church. And I, I read all of this, and I thought, <clears throat> I don't have this. Um, I don't have this with the people that I do church with. I mean, maybe I feel this way about Jeff or Cameron or Jackie maybe a few other people, um, but if I was writing a letter to North River mm-hmm. or to the in-town ministry or even to my house church, could I really say, mm-hmm. honestly, I have you all in my heart mm-hmm. or I long for all of you with affection of Christ Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think I could, I could honestly do that. I don't even think I could really get close. Mm-hmm. Um, just an example, and I told him I was going to do this, but I know Olu. I like Olu. Um, I care for Olu, and I think that I can honestly say that I love Olu with the love of the Lord. And um, if Olu asked me to do something for him, um, within reason, um, I would do it. I, I would do it. Um, he's my brother, um, and I would do pretty much anything for him. Um, but I don't really know what's going on in his life. Um, I don't know what his dreams are. I don't know what he's learning. Um, if I were to pray for him, I wouldn't even know what specifically I should be praying for him for. Um, and, and this goes for a majority of you here mm-hmm. and a majority of people in the ministry for me. Um, and I'm thinking like, why is that? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's because most of the time my conversations with you guys is, is kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, my fellowship, it goes something like, Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Good. Mm-hmm. How's work? Good. Yours? Good. See the game? Yeah. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'll see you next week. You know? yeah. like, that's yeah. fellowship, you know? And um, and I don't know how, how true that is for all of you, but I know that it's true for me, and it's kind of my nature, just a very shallow, <coughs> superficial conversations with you, even if we're at church, even if it's a time of fellowship. Mm. Um, but what kind of fellowship is that? How does that, how does that help me? How does that help you? How does that bring us closer to God and closer to each other? Um, you know, I, I'm not saying there's not a time for just, you know, chit-chat and small talk, but uh, that for me has become like the regular thing and the deep relationship or the deep conversations, the conversations about things that really matter um, has become um, uncommon mm-hmm. and rare. Um, 
and and I'm and again, I'm not saying you need to have deep times with everyone, and all of our relationships need to be like super deep, um, and you need to know everything about everybody. Um, that sounds exhausting. Um, I'm just looking at my own relationships and seeing that most of them, even though I love you and I care about you, um, there still can be kind of shallow. Um, and I think you know, you guys are my my brothers, my sisters, my fellow ambassadors. Um, you're co-heirs with me with Christ. Um, you're soldiers alongside me in the gospel, and and I don't really know you. Um, I don't really know what's going on in your lives. I pray for you, but not not really specifically, and not really often. Um, I, I don't I don't share with you my victories and my defeats, my struggles. Um, everything is just sort of fine. You know, mm. we're fine. Everything's good. Mm. Work is good. Everything's good. And and I don't feel super comfortable sharing with you the more difficult things or the more deep things just because I feel like, well, we don't have the mm. culture of doing that. You know, if you ask me how I'm doing and I don't say I'm doing fine, if I say, actually, I'm really struggling, like, well, how are you going to take that? Mm. You know, are you going to be like, whoa, okay, well, I wasn't trying to just trying to see how the game was, you know, um, and move on. You know, I got to get to lunch um, because for me, for me, that's, that's kind of the culture. And so it seems, it seems a little awkward. Um, yep to to have a conversation that's like deep even if i'm in fellowship at church um and so instead of being honest sometimes i'm just kind of like everything's fine um but how can i how can i do the things that we're talking about this weekend how can i dream dreams and and have a vision how can i go into battle with each of you if i don't really know you if i don't pray for you how can i how can i pray for you if i don't ask you what i should be praying for and how can I really ask you what I can be praying for and have you be vulnerable and honest with me if all of our conversations are just kind of superficial mm-hmm. and shallow? Um, so I was thinking about all of this and I was feeling pretty convicted and I didn't know what to do. And Cameron and I were talking about this. It's like, well, you know, we can't just like walk in and start having super deep conversations with everybody. And we could, but it might be a little weird. Um, and so, so we said, well, we can't just like be convicted and, and do nothing. So one of the things we decided to do, and this is just a first step, and maybe there'll be different things or other things, but one of the things we decided to do is that, um, at least for the foreseeable future, we're going to have a couple people in our home uh, a couple times a month. Um, we're going to make them dinner, we're going to sit down, and we're going to talk about deep things. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to talk about Amen. nothing, we're not just going to talk about work, but we're really going to try to dig into each other's lives um, mm-hmm. to know where you're at. Um, not to force you to be vulnerable, but just to open the door um, so that we can really know you, um, that we can um, really know you deeply so that we can love and care for you deeply um, so that we can pray for you and and really be in each other's lives. And so that when I see you at church and I ask you how that one thing is that you told me about, it won't be weird because Mm -hmm. you told me about it Mm -hmm. and I know and I've been praying about it. Um, it's those types of relationships and having that kind of mentality that's really going to move a ministry and that's yeah, really yeah. going to reveal God's glory and shine a light mm-hmm. um, on our community. Amen. Um, next, uh, I want to talk about Jesus. Um, specifically, I want to talk about, about Paul's relationship with Jesus and um, what I saw in reading this message, uh, or this letter, excuse me. So um, <clears throat> Paul has this way of writing, especially in Philippians, that always puts me a little bit in awe. Um, you know, at one point in Philippians, he seems like super humble, um, and paraphrasing, he's like, uh, you know, I haven't obtained any of this, you know, I, I have not yet arrived. I'm just pressing on towards a goal. I haven't gotten there yet. 
Um, and at other times he's like uber confident. He says things like to live is Christ and to die is gain, which is, that's a crazy statement. And it's really hard for like a regular guy like me to wrap my mind around like the gravity of that statement. Um, but as I'm reading through this letter, I begin to see why Paul talks like he talks. Um, and it's because Paul was in a constant pursuit of knowing Jesus deeper and deeper and was never satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, in chapter 3, Paul talks about um, having confidence in the flesh, and he talks about um, all the things he's, he's done and who he is. Um, and then in verse 7, he says this. He says, But whatever... Uh, where gains to me I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participate in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Um, now, Paul is this guy, he's, he's um, planted churches, he's converted a lot of people, um, he's gone on these crazy journeys, um, been through a ton of hardships, he's seen God work miracles, um, he's even had a revelation from Christ himself. And now, as he's writing this letter, he's sitting in prison because of his faith, um, writing something that would soon, or not soon, but eventually become scripture. Mm -hmm. This guy says, I want to know him. Mm. And why does he say that? Like, doesn't he already know him? Mm. Like, you think, like, he he already knows him. Um, And I wonder that because, like, that's what I think about myself. I think I already know him. You know, about a, a little over a decade ago, I didn't know him. But then I kind of found him. And then after a little while, you know, I learned some stuff about him. But now, like, now I know him. Yeah, and and that's the way I think. Like, I, mm-hmm. I already know him. And, and this thinking is, is to my shame. It bleeds into all areas of my faith. I think that I don't really need to dig deep into the scriptures because I, I've read them and I sort of already know what they say. And even if I don't know exactly what they say, I know the gist of what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't really need to dig deep. And I don't really need to pray hard or pray often because I've prayed these things before and God knows what's on my heart. And, you know, what's really the point? Um, I don't need to grow and I don't need to learn and mature because I'm already grown and I'm already mature. And what else is there really to learn? Um, And I I certainly wouldn't say these things out loud. Definitely not if you ask me. Um, I probably wouldn't even think them uh, normally to myself. But if you looked at the way that I live and the way that I have my quiet times and the way that I walk in my walk um, this is what I believe and that's so incredibly prideful Um, it's embarrassing and it leads to this going through the motions and checking the spiritual boxes doing the things I know that I'm supposed to do showing up to things and being like yeah I did have a quiet time it was you know I can't remember what it was on but it was was good Um, and, and it leads to this stagnant kind of faith that Honors God with my lips, um, and yet my heart wow. is far from Him. Yep. Um, so you guys know I'm I'm a surgery resident, and um, and I'm biased, but I think that general surgery is the most complex and difficult field there is in medicine. It's so broad, it's so deep, um, and it's constantly changing. And in my opinion, it's literally not possible to know every single thing you should know if you're going to take a knife and cut somebody open. Um, 
maybe you don't want to hear me say that, but um, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, there's just too many, too many what ifs and yeah. alternate scenarios to be 100% confident in every situation. Um, honestly, you're lucky if you're 100% confident in any situation when it comes to surgery, just because of the depth and complexity of the human body and disease and all of that stuff. And because of this, I know that surgery for me is going to be a lifetime of study. I'll never reach a place where I can sit back and say, I got it. I know it. There's nothing else for me to learn. And I know this. And so when I think about God, like God is the same way. You will never know everything there is to know about him. You will never arrive. You'll never achieve some sort of goal here on earth um, where you can sit back and say, I've done every spiritual thing. I know every spiritual thing. Um, I'm complete. I'm good. Um, in fact, you probably won't know half the things or do half the things that Paul did. And Paul still said, I want to know him. Yeah. Um, I, I read this book, actually seven tenths of this book, um, by A.W. Tozer called The Pursuit of God. And some of you have read it. Um, and I want to read this quote. It says, sorry. Tozer writes, The moment the Spirit has quickened us to life and regeneration, our whole being senses its kinship to God and leaps up in joyous recognition. That is the heavenly birth without which we cannot see the kingdom of God. It is, however, not an end but an inception. For now begins the glorious pursuit, the heart's happy exploration of the infinite riches of the Godhead. That is where we begin, I say, but where we stop, no man has yet discovered. For there is in the awful and mysterious depths of the triune God neither limit nor end. And, and this kind of sentiment that, that we need to know God um, is found elsewhere in the scriptures. And I'm just going to read a few. You don't have to turn there. But if you want to jot um, them down, um, 1 Corinthians 2.2, 2, this is a scripture actually that John referenced yesterday. It says, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 1.17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope that which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us. In John 17, verse 1, Jesus prays, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you, for you granted him authority over all the people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And in Proverbs 2, 1 through 5, it says, My son, if you accept my words and store my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So my question is, do you really want to know him, or do you think you already do? Do you really search for him as if you're searching for silver or gold, or do you think you already know where he is because you've already found him? Yeah. Do you really, really, truly love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Or do you, like me, love him most mornings with my morning heart and with some of my strength? On Wednesday nights and all the other times just kind of on the back burner um, with what I have left. Um, now if we're gonna dream, if we're gonna reveal God's glory, if we're really gonna be transformed, 
Um, we have to first seek to know him and know him deeply. Yeah. Um, and it's not just where we start, it's where we have to stay. Um, yeah. We have to stay hungry and we can't lose sight of that. We have to have this constant lifelong pursuit of God <laughs> that permeates everything that we do. Amen. Amen. I'm going to finish out with um, one, one more verse from Tozer and then we'll pass the it says, come near to the holy men and women of the past, and you will soon feel the heat of their desire after God. They mourned for him. They prayed and wrestled and sought for him day and night, in season and out. And when they had found him, the finding was all the sweeter for the long seeking. Moses used the fact that he knew God as an argument for knowing him better. He says, if you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor in you. And from there he rose to make the daring request, now show me your glory. God was frankly pleased with his display of ardor, and the next day called Moses into the mount, and there in solemn procession made all his glory pass before him. David's life was a torrent of spiritual desire, and his psalms ring with the cry of the seeker and the glad shout of the finder. Paul confessed the mainspring of his life to be his burning desire after Christ. That I may know him was the goal of his heart, and to this he sacrificed everything. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Father, thank you so much um, for the word that you put on Jacob's heart this morning. Yeah. Um, I think it's exactly uh, the word that uh, that we needed, um, yes. and it and it really dovetails so perfectly, God, with with our theme. It's like uh, you've put on our heart, I think, to be to be outward focused, God. You've put on our heart to help people in need. You've put on our heart to to be a people who serves and loves um, and shares the gospel. Um, and, and just as importantly, if not more importantly, God, you've now reminded us to stay close to you. You've, you've reminded us to stay connected mm -hmm. to the vine. Yep. Uh, you've reminded us that all that power, uh, all that outward energy has to flow through you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has to flow through the knowledge of you. Um, God, we we uh, we need to come to the end of ourselves uh, yeah. to see that that everything flows through you, God, and your Holy Spirit is is the enabler, and and Jesus Christ is is the one who gets the glory. Um, God, thank you so much for Christ. Uh, the way that even though he was God, he always gave you the glory. Um, That's right. He always said that he he said he could do nothing apart from you. Uh, he continued to pursue you even though he was God. Uh, he woke up early and he and he went and he prayed and, and, and he found time to to get away from saving the world in such a huge outward task to spend time with you and, and to rejuvenate and to continue to pursue you. Mm -hmm. uh, let let him be our standard bearer, God. Let him be yeah. our, our shield and our light. Let him be our example, uh, as well as all who have come before us who have pursued you. Uh, I pray, God, that you would put on our hearts a, a burning and a yearning uh, to know you deeper. Amen. I pray that when we seek you, God, that we would find you uh, continually, that you would reveal your glory to us as you revealed it to Moses, Amen. Uh, and that you would give us the, the, the boldness to, to ask and to seek, Amen. Uh, that you would give us the incredible courage to say, show me your glory, um, and, that when we, and that when we say that, God, that you would reveal it. Yeah. Uh, I pray that you would reveal it in the lives that we see changed. I pray that you would reveal it in our prayers, in our, in our quiet times with you. I pray you would reveal it in our one another relationships uh, and the boldness that we have to ask one another uh, how we are doing truly and, and to be ready to give to one another. Uh, thank you, God, for uh, your incredible love for us. Um, 
you are a God who is worthy to be praised. That's right. And truly, you do get the glory, God, mm. because you have redeemed us, and you have sought us, and you have bought us, uh, and you continue to show yourself to us. Mm. Uh, thank you for Jesus, who, um, who without him, God, we aren't here, and, yeah. and, and we're lost, um, and we're totally lost in, in ourselves and our sin. Uh, but he has redeemed us, and he has given us a new, uh, a new body and a new spirit and a new mind and new everything. Uh, and I pray that our relationships, too, would be new. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for um, his blood that washes over us and does make us clean. Uh, thank you that we are co-heirs with Jesus. And yep. for whatever reason you have decided, we get to reign with Christ forever uh, in your heavenly kingdom, uh, continually pursuing you there. And help us to remember that, God, that, that this life is short. Uh, it is very yeah. brief. Um, and what follows is, is eternal. And it is so, uh, it is so majestic and, and hard to wrap our minds around. But help us to wrap our minds around it, God. And help us to not be afraid of it, but to embrace it and to desire to be with you there. Yeah. Thank you so much for this time, God. And, and we pray all this in your son's name. Amen. 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 Um, 
she's not deigned the official closer of this service, but I just um, feel the desire to. Um, first off, I wanted to say thank you, uh, Jacob. Yeah. yeah. Um, fabulous. Amen. Woo! I know, um, knowing knowing Jacob as I do, and the conversations we've had, that you, that you wrestled with what what to say, and that you take it very seriously, uh, the words you put before the church. Yeah. Um, and I. Um, I echo Jeff, but I think that um, that that fits perfectly with our theme. Yeah. Because um, heaven forbid we would ever try to go out and unleash God's glory without uh, being connected to God, yeah. <laughs> and without uh, being present with Him every day, and that we would try to change our community without really knowing one another. Yeah. Um, and I say that tongue in cheek, but uh, man, how easy it would be to do that. Yeah. Um, to think yeah. that you know we're just all about the end result, and forget that if we are not. Um, if we're not constantly in God's presence and constantly in one another's lives, uh, then there's no chance that we can yep. um, then we can be used by God to the potential that uh, He wants. And if, if if we get to the point where we think we know Christ, um, then and we don't have a hunger to know Him better and to know Him more, then I think we are um, then I, I think we're deceived by mm-hmm. um, yeah. by by the lies of lies yeah. of Satan mm-hmm. uh, because we need every day to be. Um, called into his presence so um, thank you so much for that and um, thank you to each one of you for um, just coming and loving one another this weekend and serving uh, in um, in worship and in um, sharing and praying and dishes and cooking and uh, it really um, is uh, I think although we can't stay in a a place of retreat I think it's a, a fantastic example of how how God wants the church to function Uh, taking and meeting one another's needs and stepping in and serving and uh, I think we can do that as we uh, go back to our family groups and uh, back to our uh, co-workers and all that as we can um, we can remember how powerful it is when we are just constantly loving one another and serving one another Um, this is not on the agenda but um, I would encourage you um, if you um, have time as you're cleaning up and I'll turn over someone for announcements or what we need to do to clean up but um, if you want to I would challenge you to take even five minutes if you have it and um, find someone to pray with uh, before we leave and uh, pray that we can be humble to, to, before God as we go out and try to uh, live out this theme, this vision and, and bring it to our family groups and our, our ministry and um, you know pray that we would uh, that we would stay centered on him and that we would um, through his power be able to be able to do that and really uh, really change the, the heart of our ministry and um, the heart of, um, uh, of Atlanta so um, if you have opportunities, and I encourage you to do that. Um, and then I'm sure there are plenty of announcements. I just encourage people to also write something on the prayer wall, yeah. mm-hmm. right, so that we have we can we can record that and keep that down and, and share that out. Yep. And I know we have time for prayer because we're we're ending seven minutes early, so we have at least seven, <laughs> at least seven minutes. Um, Kim, did, it. did you or Katie or someone want to tell us what we need to do in terms yes. of cleaning, getting out of here? Um, anything like that? It's uh, not. Can we say thank you to everyone who served in Kamala? Who yeah. Amen. Yeah, just a couple of quick items. It's actually not too laborious in terms of uh, cleanup, but some of the main, uh, I think, tasks that we need to knock out are returning all the furniture to its proper place. I know we've moved things around. Uh, don't 100% remember where everything goes, but I'm sure we can cut our heads together and at least make something work that looks presentable. Uh, 
making sure that we uh, take out all the trash. So they have like a dumpster. I don't know if you saw it on your way up. They have like a big dumpster, but just trying to consolidate all of it in each cabin. And I'm happy to go down and pick it up and take it to the dumpster. Just follow the bears. Or cabin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bears will. Yeah. If we can walk through the cabin and pick up like every bottle top and pan. Yeah, that would be yeah, just kind of picking up all the trash. Making sure like all the, the lights and fans are off, all the furniture in the house is returned to its original position. Uh, in terms of like sheets and all that, we don't need to strip the beds, um, but just make sure the towels are, the, the used towels are in like the laundry area, which is I know I think back behind the kitchen. Um, and making sure all the dirty dishes are in the dishwasher and that it's being run as we leave. Um, and I think that's, and then the thermostat, just making sure that they're back down to 60. They said leave the beds unmade so that you know. So that the maid knows. The maid knows you're yeah. always collecting. They're really not that bad. I, I would say trash, furniture, um, dishes, towels. towels are the big items. You want to have a lost and found pile somewhere? Yeah, a lot, yeah. Uh, we can take that. Oh, yeah, speaking of which. So. And is there a time we need to. Um, I think we need to be out of here by one, I believe. Okay. Rip through this. Um, it gives us like an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's one o'clock. Incidentally, there's instructions. Any questions? There's instructions on all this stuff in every cabin, like in the kitchen area. If you just go through that checklist, if you don't remember this, just oh, yeah. Don't well, probably in in some in there's. I know there's a list somewhere, but. Any questions, concerns? I just have one other comment. Yes. I actually have to jet. I got to be back in Gwinnett okay. by 1.30, so I'm going to run. But um, I um, typed up everything that we wrote on those wall boards mm -hmm. in a spreadsheet and shared it as a Google Doc. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, forgive me if I, you know, kind of did not <laughs> write down exactly what you said. Feel free to amend it. Feel free to add more comments. I know we hung them up there so people could put more comments, but on the spreadsheet you can put more comments and, and so on and so forth, and everybody will see it. Um, but I can tell you, just going through every single one and typing everything, man, there's just such a lot of great stuff in there, and I'm really, yeah. I'm inspired by, by all your thoughts and and your uh, dreams and your convictions and and. Um, so just even even if you just read that document, you will be inspired as well. But uh, feel free to add it, and that can be our kind of you know um, resource going forward for what we really believe the spirit wants us to how the spirit wants us to guide our our, our, our ministry. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, 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 Drive safe. Drive safe. Yeah. Anything else? Send our love to Mary. Yeah. Ask her if she needs. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's it. Sorry. I honestly, I uh, most of these I think are pool. pool okay. I'll get you, Jen. Um, I'm not sure about. Uh, go ahead, Jen. Uh, just let your family groups know that. Wednesday, we're gonna just delay the snow Wednesday night to next this coming Wednesday. Like in three days. In three days. 